Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. Doug Parker is on assignment. And Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is in Europe this week for the inaugural sailing of Princess Cruises Royal Princess. He'll be back next week. You wanted to hear more about Norwegian Breakaway, so we're giving you a passenger's perspective who returned last month on Breakaway's first seven-night sailing. But first, photographer Craig Zabransky joins us with some tips on ways to take amazing cruise photos. He is no stranger to cruise radio. In fact, he's been on probably five or six times. And I I am a big fan of his photography from stayadventurous.com. Craig Zabransky, dude, welcome back to cruise radio, man. Thanks, Doug. Once again, it's great to be here. And it's also great to hear that you're a fan of the photography. It always puts a smile on my face. Well, dude, we were in Aruba together. And uh, you caught some of the most amazing sunsets I've ever seen in uh, dozens of cruises I've been on. Oh, awesome. I mean, Aruba was nice because the actual cruise, we were able to stay through the sunset. Um, so I was able to catch it some on, on the beach, which is a great aspect. Sometimes you get to, you leave port before the sunset, but Aruba was nice because we had the opportunity to uh, catch it on the island. <laughs> well, I, I do want to talk to you about some photography tips because I think we can all use these. I, I personally only shoot video and pictures with my iPhone 5, but... Um, People bring on the Canons, the Nikons, um, the little Canon, uh, what is it, point-and-shoot cameras and stuff. Um, Give me some tips, um, like just your top five tips for photos. For five tips, okay. Um, The first one, since we talked about it, let's start off with, and I'm going to bring up sunsets. Mm -hmm. If you want to get better, take a picture of something the same every day or something similar and then see how it changes. It doesn't matter if it's your meal at breakfast or the sunset every evening because it's always going to be a little bit different and it gives you the opportunity to see how things change within it. It could be a meal, it could be a person, it could be anything. So I think if you focus on a theme or, or an object, like I focus on the sunset, sunset Sunday, 150... If you look at my first sunsets, yes, of course, some are magical just because they are. Right. But others have gotten better by certain things that I've been able to do over time because I've taken them and I'm like, oh, this is a boring sunset. This could be anywhere. And, like, you give it that kind of perspective. Let me ask you then, from your, your first sunsets to currently, surely you had some learning curves. Sure. And I think, I mean, I, I could talk about exposure or certain elements of that, man. But I'm going to talk about a few things that I would put as other tips, regardless of what you're taking. Right. So tip number two, which is related, I would think of, don't always think about what you're taking a picture of. Think about what else you're taking a picture of. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's a sunset. It's the same. But, oh, my God, if I could capture that boat right there on the horizon, or if I could capture those three people on the dock looking out at the sunset, or if I could capture this bush and certain things, like, it makes, it enhances the sunset. So the sunset is the photograph, but it's what around, it's what else is around it. And when you look at some of the most magical sunsets, unless the sky is beautiful, and it's usually the clouds or something, there's something else in the picture of the sunset that makes you believe that that's it. It could be multiple colors. It could just be a magical moment. But if it's not, it's the other elements that the photographer is able to bring into the picture. Mm-hmm. And 
Usually when you're taking a picture of sunset, other people are taking it too, so you could always throw people in there and certain elements like that. Let me ask you this then, speaking of sunsets, because I've taken quite a few um, in the Caribbean and such, but how do you take the picture where the sun isn't just almost burning your lens out? Because all my sunset pictures, I've gotten a handful of good ones, but 8 out of 10 are crappy. There's a couple elements, and I think with sunset, and this has become a lot more about sunsets, is I think people always try to take it right as it's dipping, mm-hmm. right as it's about to disappear. And like you'll notice that's when everyone gets their camera, everyone walks out to the point, the massive, you have to fight for space. But if you notice, probably some of the more beautiful times of the sunset is when it's a little bit higher in the sky, it's not going to sure. burn out a little bit, and when it's among the clouds, or even after it's even set, when the sky starts to light up in different colors, in which case, both those cases probably won't burn out your lens. Mm-hmm. There's also like a polarized lens cover you could get if you have a digital SLR, which is like 10 bucks. You're, which speaking, is you're that, speaking Greek to me right now. Yeah, I know, but I mean, there's also something you could do with it there, but that's unnecessary. Yeah. But it is another item that people feel more confident with, and I think a lot times with equipment it's about confidence it's like people don't want to point and shoot they're like i have a digital slr it's confident other people think you're more it's just it it builds your confidence but that's entirely up to you and who you are as a person all right and tip number three tip number three i mentioned there was two others that run off the sunset this is the second one so overall number three and basically what it is is what i would take a look at is look at the screen in thirds I think a lot of times people try to put the sunset or any horizon right in the center of the screen. Sure. Right across the center. And it's such a simple tip. Either take a picture of the sky or the land. Make it two-thirds or one-third, however you want. A lot of cameras and even iPhones and stuff have, like, these grids where you can look yeah. at all this stuff. But, I mean, you can just use your brain and be like, hey, this is right in the center. Because that's where, a lot of people focus right in the center. This is what I want. No. That doesn't make the best picture. If you look at some of your most magical photos, it's probably not square center. So almost like picture a, a tic-tac-toe board on your lens. A lot of lenses or a lot of software afterwards will give you that tic-tac-toe board. Some people put it right up as a grid on some of their like smartphones or other phones. That It's an option on some of the software in today's phones, but yes, exactly. Tip number four. Tip number four, I would think, is I'm going to go with something even simpler. Don't zoom. Walk closer. A lot of people will like stand back and then they use their electronic zoom or their other zoom get closer to the image itself and really see the detail and that makes you a better photographer like and you don't even want like if you learn some of the photographies of doors or even like weird objects of art they're right up at it and people put their lens right up at it don't be afraid to do that a lot of people rely on the zoom and you lose it in the megapixel doesn't matter what kind of camera you have and you just it's, it's a lazier way like get in the, involved in the photo and walk don't zoom tip number five for taking killer cruise photos what do you have well cruise or, or yeah I, mean, I think one of the other things people do and today so many people have smartphones whether they're in the android the iphone etc a lot of folks have these and what i think is a great app is instagram yes and of course it's like you can do all these different tints and shades and it changes the photo and people think whatever they think about that some love it some don't some say it's amateur some say it's professional but the thing i love about instagram is two things well the two things i love about instagram i guess one is follow other people and you get to see what other people are shooting so it's not just your photographs your family photographs you really get a a, a flavor of others and the other thing i really love about is it's a square 
it makes you think differently. And I think a lot of times when people angle it, you'll even see like the famous like directors of old like square boxes and like that actually has meaning. Yeah. It's like you put what's in it. So a lot of times the four by six becomes a four by four mentally because it's squared off. And then it makes you think about what you're putting in the image differently Mm -hmm. and it gives you a different creativity. And I think if you Instagram and then go back to your regular camera, you start becoming better just because you're really focusing on what's inside the frame. Yeah. Party foul, yeah. Great, Craig. Sorry, that's my fault. I got so. <laughs> and by the sounds of that, obviously we're having um, too much fun here with this photography interview. But let me ask you. Let <laughs> I, me... <laughs> I just get so passionate about like getting the square perfectly. I can't well, believe how uh, my arms were swinging with, with passion about photography there. It is, it's, you're very, I wish this was a video because you were waving your arms all over. I was like pulling my drink back thinking you're going to launch my drink uh, across the counter. Luckily you finished it. <laughs> Let I mean, me, uh, I, I left half on the floor here. This is a party foul. <laughs> Before we hop here, let me ask you one more thing. Um, it doesn't really matter if you have a one megapixel flip phone or an eight megapixel iPhone 5 or, or a point and shoot, a Nikon, a Canon. Pictures are pictures. It's your vacation. Take as many as you want because you never know what will be that perfect one, correct? Yeah, I honestly think, I mean, the more you take, the better. In today's digital age, uh, take as many as you want. You don't like them, delete. But I, I also think, I mean, the more you take, the better you are. It's like batting practice, right? The more, the more pitches you swing at, you're probably going to get better, you know, base hits and stuff like that. As always, great advice. Craig Zabransky from stayadventurous.com, dude. You may have spilled your drink, but you've <laughs> spilled your passion here in Cruise Radio. Good I seeing you, buddy. Yeah, no, it's great to be on again. And um, thanks, Doug. Anytime you need something, I mean, please let me know. Everybody has a story. Joe Wilder's story was of a busy medical professional putting in 80 hours a week at a stressful job before deciding to trade it in for a fun-filled life of travel. With my love of travel and and my my love to plan my friends' travel, I looked at all the different companies that are out there. Cruise planners could not have been a better, better choice for me. Of course, all cruise planners' travel advisors have something in common. They all decided to choose a different path. Follow their passion and write their own story. What's your story? To find out about turning your love of travel into a fun, flexible, home-based career, visit cruiseplannersfranchise.com or call 888-582-2150. Learn more about the franchise that's been voted number one in travel by Entrepreneur Magazine for 10 years in a row. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? 
Midwest, they have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now, TripInsurance.com. We're happy to have with us a woman who we sailed with on Norwegian Breakaway not too long ago. She is the editor of TripWitch. Teresa Russell, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you, Matt. I don't know about you, I loved Norwegian Breakaway. Oh, I did too. I was trying to come up with a plan to stow away. Yeah. I thought maybe riding the elevators up and down all day might do it. That that could possibly do it. I had the same idea. I didn't want to get off. I did not either. And sailing out of New York City was just amazing as well in itself. It is. And for anybody who hasn't sailed out of New York City before, you need to go to the up, one of the upper decks because you will definitely see the Manhattan skyline. Mm-hmm. You will pass by the intrepid intrepid air and space museum which is right next door to the pier Mm -hmm. you'll see the statue of liberty and you will go under the verrazano narrows bridge which is something i recall from physics class and learning about harmonic motion yep that's true I was I was calling it the Brooklyn Bridge, and um, Ooh, many. I don't think ma- the ship would fit under that. <laughs> no, stupid southerner in the north. That's what I am. Um, so let's talk about Norwegian Breakaway because uh, the listeners have heard our take on it, but we've gotten requests. They want to hear more of a passenger's take. So that's why we brought you on board because you actually sailed the inaugural out of New York City to Bermuda. So let's start uh, back at the pier at New York City. Okay. Um, how was embarkation for you? Very easy, well-organized, as it always is from New York City. And it's very convenient. There's public transportation to get you there, taxis, shuttles, whatever. So it's located in a really easy area. Share with us, Teresa, your first impressions of the public areas. Well, even though the exterior of the ship is a bit psychedelic, you know, with the Peter Max artwork on the hall, the inside is definitely a contrast, and it's an understated elegance, which makes for a very soothing space. And there are several smaller, more intimate spaces where you can enjoy cocktails, coffee, or conversation with your fellow guests or simply relax. And you don't feel like you're in a big, wide-open space, which I think is very nice. I really like the waterfront on Deck 8, which has restaurant seating. So on that deck, you can eat either inside or on the deck, but you can also walk around the deck and a promenade deck is one of my favorite features of the ship. When food isn't being served, you can just go sit out on some of the chairs or some couches out there. In fact, I saw people taking naps out there. Yeah, it's, it's a really nice area, and you were right uh, talking about your first impression. The attention to detail in the design was amazing with the, the color palettes and just the space and the way the whole inside of the ship flows. So you get on the ship, you check out the ship, and you go to your stateroom. First off, what kind of stateroom did you have? Oh, an interior. And that was, you know, very well designed. There were three of us there. So that that was a new experience for me. I've never sailed with more than one roomie, mm-hmm. but it worked out well. I One thing I like about the staterooms, and this is true on the Epic, is 
they made sure that they did something environmentally sound. They have, you put your key card into a slot to turn your lights on and off. So when you leave the room, you're not leaving all the lights in the room on and, you know, overworking the generators. What did you think of the bathroom layout? Like, do you think it was plenty of space? Um, I know in our cabin, which was a balcony cabin, I could actually do a 360 with my arms out and have plenty of room and not touch the walls. How was your bathrooms? There was plenty of room. It wasn't crowded at all. In fact, there was a lot of nice storage space under the vanity, and the shower was plenty big. There was plenty of space. Yeah, definitely. Now, there are 27 dining options on Norwegian Breakaway. You were on it for seven days. Um, How many of those 27 did you experience? Think of it this way. I was on seven days. If I did three of them per day, that's 21, and I'm still short six. Um, So I didn't do all 27, but I tried to do as many as I could. For as far as specialty restaurants, I did um, Ocean Blue, which is Jeffrey's Zakarian's. What did you think of the seafood in there? I can't say, but my dining companion, she thought it was great, and I heard other compliments about the seafood. The best part in there, what I really liked was that bread. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you tried that. We did not. Then you, oh, the bread was to die for. Did you try like the teppanyaki or anything? I tried Cagney's. Very, and very good steakhouse. Steakhouse, and that was excellent as well. I also tried Ocean's, which is the 24 hour restaurant, and it has kind of comfort food. It's a little pub setting. Their chicken pot pie is delicious. That was my choice on several visits. You've been on quite a few Norwegian cruise line ships. Uh, what was your general take on the uh, the food quality? I thought it was excellent. I never had a bad meal. So many entertainment options on Breakaway, from Rock of Ages to Howl at the Moon. And, uh, I mean, it just it, it's just a, an entertainment empire. Did you it check, is. Did the you... ship is all about the entertainment, for sure. I mean, really, if the ship went nowhere, you could be perfectly entertained. What did you check out? Uh, Let's see. I checked out Burn the Floor, which was excellent, especially for people who like while dancing in general. And Burn the Floor, they did little teasers in the Manhattan dining room during dinner. So if you hadn't seen the show yet, you could get a taste of what it would be like. Right. So that was very nice. I did Rock of Ages. Uh, what else did you see? Howl at the Moon several times. Yeah, that was one of our favorites, Howl at the Moon. They're just awesome. And then I saw Slam Allen. Very good. The blues artist. Mm-hmm. That was great. What impressed me about Norwegian Breakaway was the outdoor areas with the, the sports zone they have with the five slides, the ropes course up there. Um, plenty plenty to do and keep you entertained and the families entertained as well. Um, a question I have for you, though, is during the sea days, how crowded was it up there? Because it didn't look like it had a bunch of open deck space. Well, amazingly enough, it was never crowded. I was shocked at the slides. And we did have a few chilly days, but we had some great days. And I did the slides. I had never done a water slide before. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, there will be lots of lines. Uh, We walked right up. Which one did you do? I did the blue, and I did the the whip. So it took you a couple days, but you got to Bermuda. Once you got to Bermuda, what did you think of it? How did you like it? Oh, Bermuda is outstanding. It's one of my favorite islands. Once you get back to uh, Pier 88 in New York City, how was the disembarkation process? It was fairly 
really easy. It was delayed a little bit. They stopped it several times. What I heard is the people who did the early walk-off where you take off your own luggage, they got out fine, but it was later in the morning that they kept stopping. By the time you got off the ship, was there a big um, line for the taxi uh, the taxi queue there? No, it wasn't bad. We just walked across the street. Do you have any first-time advice for sailing on breakaway or any must-dos? I would say you should take in as much or as little as you like. And the first thing you should do is grab a copy of the Freestyle Daily. And if you notice, it has perforated lines so you can rip off the schedule part. So take a look at that. Highlight the things you want to do because there's so much to do. You just can't do it all. Teresa <laughs> Russell, editor of Tripwitch. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. All right, that's going to do it. Get the app. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. Don't forget to subscribe to our cruise updates. It's at cruiseradio.net. You'll get in on our tips, our cruise news, videos, our show updates, show notes, and all the good stuff. Once again, that's cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, the Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. Follow Cruise Radio on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.